0: Hello and welcome to The Good Robot Andy's Season 9, Episode (laughs) 6. My name is Andy Balaam and this is...
1: Andy Cockerill. And you, well done, you made me laugh (laughs) by saluting. And listener, I was doing, actually I was doing some Kung Fu moves there. Oh, oh, okay. It just looked like I was saluting because I don't know how to do Kung Fu. (laughs) Uh, On that subject though, what we failed to mention on the last pod, which was the one about the... one about Dune, the special podcast, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where we were in the same echoey room. Mm-hmm. Um, we failed to mention that we they played the Matrix Resurrections trail trailer right. yeah. at the front of Dune. Yeah, and we were just talking about that, so we thought we'd talk about it on the podcast.
0: So, but yeah, before we do that, let's just talk about. So, tell us what we're yeah. going to talk about this evening after we've done that.
1: Okay, so we're going to talk about the front eight episodes to so the the first eight episodes of <laughs> the front of Walking Dead. <laughs> Season eleven. Season eleven
0: of The Walking Dead. Yes. Uh, the first, the first eight, episodes, eight episodes. Which is the first third of the final yes. season. And they, yes. they're they're dragging it out across the span of two years. They're
1: basically flogging it to death for the next <laughs> two years. Yeah.
0: But we're suckers. And like we a will, dead
1: like a zombie who's been flayed flayed dead. We will we like obedient puppies, we will
0: lap up the dead horse. In yes the, we will in the um, little snippets they feed to us
1: exactly yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna go spoilery listener
0: yeah we're gonna go spoilery yeah. on walking dead
1: yeah um, but first let's, um, let's you had a weird matrix reaction trailer. to the
0: matrix trailer you you've seen it in two different contexts yes with different reactions.
1: I've seen it on YouTube on uh-huh. pixelated YouTube uh-huh. um, where I thought yeah looks okay it mm-hmm. looks generic. It looks a bit generic. It mm-hmm. looks um, not very matrixy, to be honest. It didn't look very green. YouTube.com. Um And then they played it at the front of Dune, uh-huh. and I was quite taken with it. And I can't... And, I, and I'm pretty sure it's because it was in the IMAX, and the sound was just fantastic. On a massive screen. On a massive screen with, with um, White Rabbit playing in the back in the background which is one of my favorite songs oh it's
0: a great song and really well used i mean and it was it was in the style of the original matrix that the music was really well used
1: yeah really well used so i'm now more optimistic for that film than i was before right well i i had a similar
0: reaction both times i've seen the trailer i don't remember whether i watched it on pixelated youtube or somewhere else pixelated
1: (laughs) youtube Is but, that a special kind of YouTube? Yeah, uh, we should make. If there isn't a
0: pixelated YouTube.com, we should make one. We should definitely make one, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. so both times I saw it, I thought, hey, this might be a good Matrix film. You know, not uh, nothing's going to be as good as The Matrix, but, you know, yeah. like watching those characters interact again, Neo and Trinity, um, and like the convenient re- memory reset that means that you can do the whole thing again. Uh, you know, that's exciting. It looks good.
1: Yes. And you know, I think the casting a a younger actor as Morpheus is an interesting move. Oh, I I didn't notice
0: that. Yeah, so, so that actor was...
1: who's um been in quite a lot of stuff is playing a younger version. Well, actually maybe may playing the definitive version of Morpheus that we know from the first Matrix movie. Right. Uh, okay. But has been recast because maybe, I mean, in Hollywood terms, Lawrence Fishburne hasn't aged as well as some um, Keanu, Keanu New Reeves has. You mean John uh, Wick? Yeah, so it, John well, it's, Wick. Sorry, yeah, it's weird that they cast John Wick in this movie. It's very strange.
0: They, it seems to have John Wick in it as Neo, um, which will take some getting used
1: to, but um. it will because if we think about the Neo from the Matrix and then the, the other two sequels. He's very sharply dressed and shaven and got a nice haircut and everything and in so this it, he looks like a hobo, basically. It
0: feels like they've had to write write the plot around the fact that Keanu won't shave his beard, so they're gonna to have to make him lose his memory and become a yeah, exactly. <laughs> scruffy
1: scruffy man. So I wonder if he'll say I'm thinking I'm back yeah. to sort of throwaway line. Oh, that would be there.
0: so good. I would I would, would
1: pay good money for that if they did that.
0: Um, I'm so I'm back. I think I think what I'm going to have to do in order to experience Matrix Resurrections, is that what it's called?
1: Yes. I f- believe it's called Resurrections, yes. I think. Or maybe Resurrection, yeah.
0: I feel like it's. I don't know. Um, I think I'm going to have to watch The Matrix and the two sequels oh, really? to prepare myself Who hurt you? <laughs> for watching it. Right. And even though I've only ever seen them once and. I was very very disappointed, and didn't enjoy them. But I feel like I need to watch them. I need to give them another chance in the context of this story is continuing. And and just get you know get what's good out of them. You know,
1: like the, some of the mythology. I don't know. I just feel like there is definitely mythology there to discuss. And I think uh, of the two sequels, I think the middle one is the one that's got the most interesting stuff in it. In terms of action sequences, All right? I, um, I
0: barely remember <clears> anything. I remember those two <coughs> people with very white hair.
1: Oh, the twins! Yeah, yeah. I Apparently, they the... worked on
0: changing rooms before they were in the Matrix. <laughs> and I remember the architect. That was really disappointing. Yeah. Um, yep. And generally, the whole thing, the whole the whole story of the Matrix. They like <clears throat> someone told me they always they had the three films mapped out from the beginning.
1: But I do not believe
0: that. I can't believe it because film number one is completely self-contained, makes perfect sense, and then films two and three are just wandering around with what can we do now that Neo's omnipotent,
1: yeah, and all-powerful and can just beat
0: anybody. Just kind of pretend that in he's a not, fight. or something like yeah. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. No, they don't. They don't make much sense. So plus in the second one, mm-hmm. there's that terrible rave scene in. Zion. Which is just awful. Is that not in the first one?
0: It's pretty embarrassing. No, it's in the second one.
1: It's pretty embarrassing, yeah. It's a pretty embarrassing um
0: Zion is generally pretty embarrassing, I think,
1: but yeah. Yeah. And it looks like um an outtake from a Duran Duran video from the (laughs) nineteen eighties. And they decided not to do it because actually it was a bit cheesy. You say that as a (laughs) Duran Duran is really saying something.
0: Anyway, yeah. So they've 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 thought their way out of the whole Neo is all powerful problem by making him forget, um, and so they can do it all again. So uh, you know, it looks fun. It looks fun.
1: It looks like it could be fun, and if it works, presumably we'll get more films, which would be fine as long as they don't make another rave scene in Zion. Is it owned by Disney now? Uh, No, it's still Warner Brothers. Right. So no. I mean but everything will be owned up by yeah. Disney at some point. Just hold hold for Disney. Yeah. Please hold. Please hold. Uh
0: uh-huh. right, right. So that, that was Shall we crack on? <laughs> that was that was some incoherent rambling about whether the
1: new Matrix film might be okay. Um, yeah, so obviously we'll, listener, if you if you want to get involved and let us know whether you think it's gonna be any okay, please do. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you, yeah. listener. We've yeah. sort of given up hope that we will, but you know, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. But you never know. Um, right, The Walking Dead season eleven, uh-huh, uh-huh. part one. Right, so that's there's eight episodes, eight episodes, and this is the first of them. Should we yeah. do what we did last time and do like three minutes per episode? Uh, no, no, no. Okay what shall we do then
0: let's do like the the most important and interesting things that happened so i think okay so a good th- let's do good things about this these eight episodes you go first i've got i've got one or two but have you got one
1: okay um what what do you mean like pick an episode and talk about it or or well whatever you
0: think is good about it so it could be character could be a storyline could be an episode okay
1: yeah so this this first one um reintroduces Obviously Maggie appeared at the end of series ten uh-huh, uh-huh. season ten uh but she's still around and she's gone gone on a foraging trip because Alexandria's food is dwindling mm-hmm. um so she's gone on a foraging trip with daryl hooray <laughs> oh, yeah. Gabriel Alden who's probably cannon fodder and <laughs> Negan yeah. so that's not awkward <laughs> yeah so at there's, all. there's a big um a big feud between. Um,
0: Maggie and Negan because Negan mercilessly killed Maggie's the love of Maggie's life and and her husband back like many
1: seasons ago he addresses some of that in a later episode but in this one um, Maggie hasn't had the chance to move on from what Negan did because she's been away yeah everyone else has kind of got used to him being around and being harmless they don't really like him that much they do they they think he's a bit of a a bit of a wise ass and a bit of a um you know a man who can't keep his mouth shut and has always got a quip waiting
0: but but they just he's just not the threat so when when we met met negan he was this um (coughs) awful distant threat um or or close threat and then he became completely harmless you know someone who only the kids talk to him and he does the gardening and stuff
1: that's right, yeah, that is but true, yeah. Only your kids talk to him, and the kids don't seem to be afraid of
0: him. And Maggie doesn't, hasn't had that experience. And anyway, she's got more of a grudge to bear against him probably than anyone else.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, so I guess what apart I from what's-his-name's friend, about... he killed, he killed um, the bloke with the square haircut as well, didn't he?
1: Yes, he did. So his friend might yeah. also bear a grudge. Um What I liked about this episode was they go down into the subway. Right. Which I I enjoyed a great deal. Uh, We see a whole other world down there. Uh, Presumably they're near the city of Atlanta, I think. But they're very trapped, obviously. There's nowhere really to go. Um, (coughs) They've they've got to keep going forward to this this place where uh, Maggie used to live to try and scavenge for food. What I didn't like about this episode is when we go and see um, Eugene, Ezekiel, Yumiko and Princess. Oh, Princess. That whole... No, I quite like Princess as a no, character. Princess, no. She irritates you, doesn't she? Yes. <laughs> like, I think because she's
0: not real. She's like a cartoon character. Now, I know it's based on a graphic novel, and I think this character might work in a graphic novel, but... It's she doesn't act like a person
1: acts, right? Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, she does seem very larger than life, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, very stylized and a little. But I quite like the character of Princess, despite okay. all those things. Okay. Um, but that that whole thing with <coughs> excuse me with those folks is just so boring. Yes, the stuff in, so the, Commonwealth, is, in with, the Commonwealth with them being yeah, yeah. In, interrogated. Yeah, I it's, think it's just so dull it doesn't
0: go anywhere there's a core of something interesting with the Yumiko plot where she's kind of being um, they're trying to win her over to their kind of um, evil bureaucracy and she's kind of resisting but they're like, they're, they're like oh you went to the right university and stuff like that so you can be one of our leaders kind of thing
1: yes I um, think they know that she is um, well educated and could be useful
0: yeah, and they and they they hold like levels of education and stuff like that in high regard, which obviously the rest of the world has thrown away. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of vaguely interesting. So what I was going to say about one of my favourite things about this series uh, is just Maggie is Maggie is just amazing. She's just so electric, and yeah. then combine her with Negan, who I think is one of the best things about Recent Times. Yep. Um, and the, the tension between them that that's just really fun. They. Um, and I think I feel like they handled it well. Likely, it, it was feasible that she didn't just immediately kill Negan because everyone else is kind of accepting him, but also that she kind of wants to kill him.
1: Um, yeah, she really does want
0: to. And then she's yeah. Later on, they have a bit of a talk, and he he's kind of really really straight with her about. Like why he did that stuff and how he he, what he should have done he should have killed more people instead of killing fewer. He actually says, "I should have killed every last one of you." Yeah, because then he wouldn't find himself in be in the position he now (laughs) finds himself in. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I, even though that really hurts Maggie, the fact that he's so honest, I think, does win people over. Yeah. Um, He's 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 done with pretending. You know, yeah, he he spent his whole time when he was running the show pretending to be this merciless, um, like barbarian leader, and he's just had enough of pretending. He's just going to be himself, and that that includes saying wrong things to the wrong people, like when he was with the Whisperers. Yeah, um, and it includes just saying, telling it straight to Maggie, which she she totally does respect. You know, she, it's not going to stop her. Her pain and her hatred of him for what he did, but I think no. It particularly, there's, it a little there's bit. actually a
1: scene in in the second episode where Oh, actually let's let's talk about two things from episode one. A lot happens in that first episode, actually. Mm-hmm. So Yumiko learns that her brother might be in the community. Yes, um, that's so the, they just so they all decide to stay. Which, yeah, they were about know.
0: to give up and try and get away. And then yeah,
1: you know, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the episode. Maggie um, becomes separated from the rest of the group. There's a bunch of walkers. Negan is in a position to save her and doesn't save her. Yeah, he just kind of leaves her because, cause he. I assume the
0: the logic in his mind is, if she's dead, then the, her threat to kill him is no longer a threat. So, yeah, uh, he doesn't exactly. push her or anything. He no, just, no, he just doesn't he just save her. Doesn't offer her a hand. So that yeah. was that was a bit weird because. When she comes back, because obviously she survives, because she's got... Because um, she's Maggie. What did Hannah call it? Um, oh,
1: yes. Plot armour, was it? She's got what? Plot armour. Oh, plot armour, yes. You have to give yourself plot armour. Yeah, so because yeah. because
0: she's Maggie. She's not going to die, so she comes back. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I felt like that should have been much more of a big confrontation than, like...
1: She just kind of take accepts it as well. That's just Negan, and they just. Carry he on. also says something really awful to her in the train car. When she survives, he says um, what he about what he did to her ex husband, uh, which is just really out of order. And Daryl gives him a smack round the head for that, for his trouble for that. Right. And then um, that
0: that's the scene where then Maggie describes this horrific experience that she had while she's been away. Yes. Where she found some, some people who had been like enslaved into like a weird sexual abuse scenario, mm. which I didn't get, <laughs> I didn't get why that was in there. Um, it's supposed to be like Maggie's like even more hardened now than she was before because she's seen the darkest possible side of humanity or something. But
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we in this second episode we we come into contact again with the Reapers. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Who I think who I think are the big bad for at least the first half of this, the first third of this series is the Reapers are the big bad.
0: Uh, but they actually give birth to who I think is going to be the big bad for at least at least a bit after this.
1: Oh, okay. So the new leader of yeah, the Reapers. Yeah, but let's
0: let's get onto
1: that later. Yeah. But yeah, okay. so the
0: reapers are introduced to us by Maggie and her group as um like all they want is the blood of humans. Like they're almost non-human.
1: Yeah, I kind of see that that their point here um because if there's fewer humans around, there's fewer fighting over resources. But
0: but when we so meet actually, the reapers, yeah. they're not really they're not really like like how Maggie's group described them, right? Maggie's group described them as if they were sort of animals who just wanted to kill everything that moved.
1: No, not really, are
0: they? They're protecting their territory. Yeah, when we meet them, it turns out they've got a huge grudge against Maggie and yes. and her group. Um, and I think, I think, I think it's the logic is we took their home, so we'd better kill them, otherwise they'll come and take it back.
1: Yeah, but they also yeah. seem
0: to to. I think they think that Maggie and her group have done awful things or something and deserve to be killed. Like, the way they talk about them,
1: maybe. Not. Yeah, they do, don't they? And and that, there's a kind of a, a parallel there with, um, way back in the day, Rick's group attacking and killing a bunch of saviours yeah. in their sleep. Yeah, and Negan makes pretty that pretty merciless. Yeah, yeah, he does make that parallel. Negan, Negan
0: yeah. points this out, that this is exactly what, what Rick and the group did to the saviours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's he conveniently misses out the bit where before that he'd like murdered several of them in cold blood and done that whole massive roadblocks like totally infeasible oh, yes. weird roadblocks thing where they they'd done this played this game on them over like tens of miles of territory <laughs> that's right just to sort of freak them out a bit before before capturing them and, like, killing some of them and not killing the rest of them. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So, Negan points out, look, you did this to us. Um, They've done it. They've done it to you. Um, What's the difference? And now now they're looking to wipe out Maggie and her friends. And they absolutely are looking to wipe them out. Yeah, They've been chasing them down. So Maggie was right about that. But now we've sneaked up on them. So Maggie and Negan and some others have sneaked up on them. And meanwhile, while all this is happening, Daryl got captured by them. I don't remember exactly how. No, I don't remember that either.
1: Uh, Daryl and, yeah, and some else. he does get captured.
0: Daryl and some cannon fodder. Dog doesn't
1: get captured, though, no. which is interesting.
0: But Daryl and some cannon fodder get captured.
1: <laughs> yes. And Daryl... Uh, Roy, I think. Right, right, right. A character called Roy who is, yeah, cannon fodder. He's a red shirt.
0: <laughs> and daryl um claims that he he doesn't know them at all and then they kind of they beat they beat him up a lot and eventually he sees that he's got to admit that he was with them a bit so he says "Oh, I've, i was only with him a couple of days
1: yes yes he sees a long daryl's got a long game going on here
0: yeah, yeah yeah so he's trying to say look i'm i'm not with them um so i can't give you any intelligence on them um but also, like I could, I could be useful to you. And it slowly, slowly, he gains the trust of the leader,
1: who's called Pope. Yes, oh,
0: the leader of the Reapers. Reapers. Reapers? Yes, Reapers, Reapers. Yeah.
1: Pope, I think, is one of the worst characters I've ever seen in The Walking Dead. Pope's a bit um, boring. He's a bit dull. He he seems crazy, and possibly like, um. Enhanced with some kind of drugs, because he seems quite on the edge all the time, um, but I just found him to be really generic and not at all believable yeah so he killed- because because all of his people are really well armed, some of them seem to be quite reasonable, yeah he does some stuff that's really out of order, and they don't do anything about it yeah so I, when to they me, could
0: The explanation for what's going on there is that this whole thing is setting up Leah. So we're learning more about Leah, who is Daryl's yeah. almost girlfriend from...
1: Almost a girlfriend,
0: from end of season 10. Yeah, there yeah. was that, that not very good episode where you saw a bit more into Daryl and Leah in season 10, and and I think we'd heard of her before that, or have we seen her?
1: I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I think the season 10 was the first time that character was introduced. Right, but anyway, yeah. it turns out, through flashbacks, that he had this kind of weird,
0: grumpy love affair with Leah, and then she disappeared or he didn't turn up and then she was gone when he by time he, he didn't went. turn up yeah and then she left yeah, but he yeah. did turn up later and she's gone anyway so so there's like a bit of stuff there but anyway the whole point is i don't think pope is really in- interesting to the to the writers as a character he is just like what leah is against in a way so leah's with the reapers now should have said that leah's with the reapers um and uh, Pope Pope doesn't look after his own people, right? So there's a time where he murders one of his own, in a soldiers. quite nasty way, and uh, and they have this weird ritual where they like set you on fire, set a house on fire with you in it. Yes, and Daryl has to escape with. If Leo. you escape, then you can join the group because God.
1: Like, yeah, God is looking after you or something. It's really hokey. It's hokey. I found that whole thing yeah. to be really hokey and generic. But yeah, I so said the I, word generic again.
0: I think the point of that whole thing is to set up. Leah cares about her people, right? So the Reapers, which obviously they don't call themselves the Reapers, um, are, are her people. So the whole yes. thing is set up. These are my people, and Pope killed one of my people, and then later, near towards the end of these eight episodes pope is prepared to kill several of her people and she won't have that because they're her people yeah yeah so she actually helps slash lets daryl kill pope and you're supposed to think um oh she's going to go off with daryl now and join join our friends but actually if you've been watching what they've been doing with leah the whole thing was these are my people and daryl is is against her her people and kill and killed some of her people so she's definitely not going off with daryl in fact she's going to be the new big bad
1: yeah 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 big bad for the for the middle part of season 11 i think
0: yeah so this it's yeah. like a mini ser- series in, in a way this these eight episodes yeah and it ends with daryl daryl escapes and they they kind of run the
1: well, they they get away with some food which is what they were going for that's right Oh, can but, we actually can we talk about yeah. Negan and Maggie becoming, becoming whisperers? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So in the in the latter half of these episodes, um uh so Maggie and Negan and I think there's a couple of other folks as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's um Gabriel. Yeah. Right, yeah. Gabriel's still arrived. I think he's also indestructible, Gabriel. Yeah. They've all got plot armor. Yep
0: um they so Hannah Negan, wasn't wrong there's like 23 characters now who yes, are never going to die right.
1: they've all got plot armour <laughs> um uh so Negan teaches them very quickly in kind of montage <laughs> a Rocky Star <style> montage yeah. <laughs> uh how to become a whisperer
0: yeah and there's, there's uh, actually a little bit of bonding between um uh, Maggie and Negan where he's teaching her
1: yeah which I thought was quite nice um so they are they are gonna gather a horde or is it a herd or a horde? A horde. A horde. Uh to go and attack the whisperers not the whisperers.
0: The reapers yeah. compound. So that's how they that's how they manage to yeah. succeed in their mission to get Which is
1: actually room. quite clever. Although they do they do come across a minefield, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh so they have to use the the, the walkers as yeah, to, to clear the minefield for them.
0: Yeah, so Pope and the Reapers have some quite infeasible weapons. They have this minefield and they have this bank of what look like fireworks.
1: Yes. Yeah. With
0: an arrow on stuck to arrows or something which
1: Yeah, which this... which can clear a horde pretty quickly. It's so, a lot of arrows.
0: So the season ends with is it Maggie and Negan or
1: just Maggie It's Maggie and Negan inside the compound. About to be fired on by this silly weapon with fireworks yeah, in it. So the silly weapon fires because Leah is using it. That's right. Yeah. Because Leah has completely. Oh, Daryl's managed to get out. He's still indestructible. Yeah, so, and yeah. and
0: so the it, this season eight. I mean, episode eight ends with the camera zooming in on Maggie's forehead, basically saying, basically saying to us, an arrow is going directly into Maggie's forehead.
1: Yeah, I don't know how they're going to get away from that.
0: So they'll obviously just they cut, will cut away, and it'll
1: be, yeah. it will won't have gone there. Can we talk about Yumiko's brother?
0: Yeah, so we have to address the whole Conwy thing. So let's let's so to summarize, the good plot in this is Maggie and Negan go to kill the reapers. Well, no, steal from the reapers. Yeah. Daryl gets them from the inside. They kind of succeed, but in the process they turn Leah into a new formidable a big, bad. enemy. So yeah. that was the good plot. And then there's the bad plot. So go for it. Which is the Commonwealth. Yeah, yeah. So
1: we meet uh in these episodes. actually no, let's yeah, let's talk about that. And let's talk about the episode on the inside, which is a cracker. Which oh, is yeah. Like a, yeah, yeah. A, that's an interlude episode, you know. Oh, it's so great. No, let's talk yeah, about yeah. Yumiko's brother, right, 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 right. who is—I think he's—he's he's watched um, Mary Poppins, <laughs> and he's thought that that's how English people speak. <laughs> I didn't notice his accent.
0: Is it it's, bad?
1: It's dreadful. It's dreadful. <laughs> Yumiko's accent sounds
0: so uh, incongruous in, in with all right. the Americans.
1: I mean, Yumiko is British. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's But clearly, This guy is—he's uh, really trying hard, but. <laughs> It's, it's a bit too mannered, and sometimes <laughs> he comes across as like, oh, um, it's a bit Spinal Tap, in a way, the way that they speak in Spinal Tap. <laughs> that
0: was his research.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, every time he speaks, it completely takes me out of the show. <laughs> Just like, oh, no.
0: Well, now uh, that's going to do the same
1: thing <laughs> to me, thanks. So, anyway, there's that. Uh, but that's the boring Commonwealth plot, which is, oh, actually, actually, actually now. Let me mm-hmm. talk about something in the in the Commonwealth plot. There's there's an episode towards the end, it might be the final one, where um they are so Ezekiel and uh, Eugene and Princess have been clearing walkers from buildings.
0: Mm-hmm. So, in the Commonwealth is it turns out the Commonwealth is a society where they it's like an aristocracy or something, you know, they they have these social strata based on like education and and breeding and stuff. And, and like the, all the way in, lead into the Commonwealth, you like, okay, I'm just waiting to see what's the horrible secret at the heart of this yep. community.
1: There is one, isn't there?
0: And then it's that they're basically an aristocracy. So sorry, go on. So
1: uh, I think they're, they're hiding a very dark secret because they clear these walkers and they don't burn them, somebody else comes and takes them away. Oh, I didn't notice that. Somewhere. And they say something about that. They say, oh, no, we're going to take them and put them over there. <laughs> and then, um, so I think there's a Soylent Green situation going on here. What's that? It's a, it, Soylent Green is a movie. It might be based on, a, based on a book. A movie from the 1970s, I think, early 70s, with Charlton Heston um, in it, in which he plays uh, a, a government worker in this future society where you take pills to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. Take a Silent Green and you'll calm down, you know that mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he discovers at the end of the cr- end of the movie that Silent Green is people. Mm-hmm. It's people. <laughs> he discovers that dead people are being recycled into food for the living. Okay, okay, okay. So I think that walkers are being used in some dead, you know, their bodies are being used in some way. Uh, but the, in the, the only thing—the
0: only thing that would be horrifying would be if they were food. If they'd found a way of processing them, so that... that's
1: what I think they have done. Yeah, right, right, right. but nobody knows that.
0: So the Commonwealth has a remarkable amount of resources, like completely infeasible, and it's been untouched through the entire apocalypse.
1: Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? So Yumiko's yeah. brother has
0: been there the whole time.
1: Yeah, and basically hasn't seen any, you know, anything bad there. He's been very comfortable.
0: But we learn about the <coughs> the Walking
1: Dead universe that
0: nothing lasts very long, especially not a comfortable looking. Yeah. Settlement. So if you
1: if you compare this to the the community where the governor was mm, in charge, that was the most stable. That obviously. seemed very stable, but he yeah. was completely nuts. Yeah. And of course,
0: <laughs> Alexandria was also very stable.
1: Yes. And not not too nuts. And then Rick turned up, and then yeah, became and unstable. It tore it down. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yes. Um, so Alexandria I mean, experiences a very fierce storm in yes. this series.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah. In the
0: last episode, I think.
1: Uh, but let's yeah. talk on the inside. Episode six. Yeah. So awesome. Connie, uh, who is uh, who I found out um, after I watched this episode, I found out is actually hearing impaired uh-huh. in real life. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and Virgil, who is uh, a character from series 10, who Michonne meets. Yeah, he,
0: um, he's kind of... He's, only he's been a introduced, shady guy. He's been introduced just enough that he could die heroically or maybe something else is going to happen with his character.
1: Yeah, so I think basically he's probably toast in this series. I don't think he's going to survive to the end. Uh, but they get trapped in a house, in a mansion, populated by humans who've basically gone feral. But you don't know that at the beginning. You just no. know they're essentially
0: in like a haunted house it's like a very very unusual episode for the walking dead it's like it's normal length episode but it feels like a fairly standard horror film that i found really scary i watched it it with the lights off in the middle of the night and it totally worked on me i was like on the edge of my seat
1: with these scary things in the walls so it kind of reminds me of psycho Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in the way that in Psycho he's spying on everyone um, there's right. all these secret passages and things where he can spy on people right. it reminded right, right, me a right, little right. bit of that in terms of like the creeping dread of the whole thing right? Um, because you know somebody's watching them and then eventually we'll find out who it is so
0: after, after watching this I recommended to Andy C that he watch a New Zealand
1: horror film <laughs> Yeah, which I can't remember the name of can you? No no, I think it's uh, yeah. I can't remember. It's on Netflix, I think. And that New Zealand horror film. You've got to watch it. I'm going to look it up while you okay. Waffle. Man, look something up on the internet, <laughs> and I'm going to do some waffling. So uh, yeah, this is um. This is very good. This episode. It's yeah, uh, scary. It's, oh, I found the name. It's solid. What is it? The name is
0: Housebound. That's it. Yeah. Released in 2014. Um. And it's uh, like all great New Zealand films. It's like a bit weird and
1: great. Yeah, and presumably it has a very dry sense of humour. Yeah, yeah, it
0: does. It does. And uh, it, 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 yeah. <coughs> I don't want to spoil anything about it, but it has. There's some things it has in common with this this episode on the inside. Uh, but highly recommended. But yeah. yeah. On the inside, properly scared me. And I said to Andy after I'd watched it, um, I don't think an episode of The Walking Dead has scared me. Like I've been tense. I don't think it scared me for years.
1: Yeah, it was very scary, very yeah. very effective. So they um, and they they use the fact that this character is deaf and they
0: they express uh a little bit of that experience in one particular moment really effectively.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh so
1: they, they get they get um rescued mm-hmm. at the end of that episode. So that
0: moment <coughs> the the um the two characters get separated by a door coming and closing between them because like I said, it's like, very good it 's yeah. like a haunted house, yeah, and then we're with connie who who is in the, the character is deaf, and they cut off the sound and they, i mean, I wish they'd done it for longer,
1: yeah, because it's really effective yeah. but they
0: I think it must be two three minutes of no soundtrack whatsoever, yeah. in the episode, um and scary things are happening, and you wish you could hear. In order to understand what's going on, and uh, it it's really well done. It really ups the fear in a way that I feel is like the tiny little trickle of empathy for that character as well. So it was really exciting. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. And I thought that those I thought that those characters would not make it out of there. I thought that no. that's it for those two.
0: I mean, I really thought Virgil was going to heroically save Connie.
1: Yeah, and then. actually he does get quite badly injured at the end of the episode but it looks very
0: much to me like he's gonna survive that experience right
1: yeah maybe is just the fact that The Walking Dead has
0: entirely jumped the shark now and no characters (laughs) die anymore yeah maybe
1: well Uh, I mean Pope died but you know interestingly in the next episode um, Negan forces Maggie to promise to stop plotting to kill him Mm. in exchange for his help against the Reapers and she agrees so there's a there's a kind of unsteady truce going on there between them. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they have kind of resolved that situation to the point where these because otherwise these characters can't
0: really interact, right? If they've got this death feud between them, it's like yeah. you can't go on with that forever. You've got to you've got to find a way out of it, which I guess they have.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, and then the final episode, I think we've already talked about a lot of that. Yeah, although there's th- the big storm. There's a thing that happens at the Commonwealth. Where Eugene, oh, sorry, um, I've fallen asleep. I oh know. <sighs> Eugene punches this this really obnoxious kid. Oh yeah, yeah. Who turns out to be the person who is in charge of the Commonwealth's Son. Yeah.
0: So this is this is where they reveal the big horror at the heart of the Commonwealth is they are like a monarchy or aristocracy, and some people are like more important than others, and you don't punch this bloke. Um, so it it's basically
1: just like the world before the fall before yeah it and it's, it's it's not a great dark secret no not really
0: i mean i think they have trouble so i think so if we look at the two communities outside communities that we're dealing with this this season you've got the reapers who are just a standard group of mili- military people who at least at least that's kind of believable you know that people who know how to use a gun would have survived yeah and then you've got the commonwealth which is just the standard thing just like um what's his name's community the governor like, the governor's yeah. community where it's like oh this is too good to be true oh yeah it turns out it's too good to be true
1: also uh, um see also terminus with the cannibals. yes exactly yeah. exactly
0: so we've seen this before so like I feel like they've run out of ideas for people you run into who
1: turn out to have a dark secret.
0: yeah um yeah. maybe they should give up on them. I mean that I mean they have this is the last season and there's probably a reason for that. But.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, although I can't really see where this is going. And no, me I don't either. think that <coughs> I think that they're going to leave a lot of these characters alive at the end of the series. Right. Wouldn't it be it would be good if they just killed them all, right? Yeah, it would it would be because then that draws a complete line under the whole thing. It's like yeah, it's all done or something. So yeah. I mean
0: I the only thing that I can see coming in this season is that I think Leah is going to be a big enemy. And I think yeah. Leah's Leah's a, a decent character, you know. I think she'll make a decent enemy. Also she's a more stable leader than Pope was. Yeah, exactly. So she'll be more much more effective of a, a thinking enemy, more like Negan was. So.
1: Yes. And it, it's yeah.
0: very it's very hurtful for Daryl that that they've turned against each other, so that will provide some emotional.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Daryl will go and grunt in a corner about um, the <laughs> fact that Leah doesn't like him anymore, <laughs> and then he'll get back to being sweaty and um, and grumpy and always making the right decision. Yes, in every situation. In every situation. Yeah. Although was he too merciless when he killed that um, that um? Upa? No, I thought that that was entirely in keeping with what he needed to do. He always does what's necessary. Yeah, I mean it's pretty. It is quite hardcore what he does, but I don't think he had any choice.
0: And there's a nice moment earlier on where he manages to to he notices they're they're hiding it in a basement. He notices them, no one else does, because uh, he's with the reapers and they're they're searching for them, and he manages to give them information about the reapers, their numbers and and where they. are Oh,
1: that's right. Yeah. Without yeah.
0: giving it away, and it, you really think, oh, was that too obvious? And and it's kind of. It's believable that they don't spot it. A bit I think sus. it is believable
1: because the beepers are somewhat self-obsessed.
0: Uh, they're a bit sus. Like one, one person is just totally taken against Daryl the whole way through. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, so there's this real moment of tension of, are they going to notice that they're hiding there, blah, 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 but they, they don't. And he, So Daryl, again, just heroically always making the right decision, always making the best judgment.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, he didn't predict that Leah yeah.
0: was going to want to protect her own people.
1: No, I did not see that coming. I thought that she would run away with him, but she she makes a very strong decision there to stay with them. Yeah, and if you look at what
0: they've been doing with her character up to that point, mm. every, everything she says to Pope, it's all about, these are my people, I want to protect my people. Right? Yeah. They make it, so they've, they've deliberately led her up to that. And I do think the whole character of Pope was really written a just to
1: set her up. Yeah. I'm glad he's gone, because he irritated me immensely. Right, we'll have to see what, what Leah has to offer.
0: But I think, just talking about other communities and whether they're boring, so the Whisperers were this actually really clever idea. Yeah, very um, scary. And, and and maybe it did run their course. I think you said you know there wasn't much else you could do with them. But it No, was, not really. It was actually interesting. So then to go back to... The Reapers who are just like the Saviours except smaller. Yeah. And the Commonwealth who are just like um the governor. The governor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just like yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'm not really sure where they go. Well, actually no, let's let's think about <coughs> where they could go in the next eight episodes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it gonna be another mini series? I think it will be. Yeah. I think it will be. Uh-huh. I think they're they're gonna lift the lid on what's really going on in the Commonwealth. Right. So you think there's more to come there, which makes sense to me that Yes. Know. Um we're really gonna find out. I think there's gonna be a conflict between Lynn not, not Lynn Collins, that's the actress. Leah's group and Maggie's group. It's gonna be a full on conflict between right. them. Right. And and presumably
0: I mean Daryl is obviously sided with Maggie Yes. I mean Daryl was
1: Maggie is Daryl's people, but do you think Absolutely, the rest yeah. of
0: rest of Alexandria and stuff are going to side with Maggie? Surely they are.
1: I think they are, yeah. I think they will do. Uh, And I think maybe there might be, in the final, looking ahead to the final eight episodes, there might be a plot that involves maybe Maggie's group joining up with Leah's group to infiltrate the Commonwealth or something like that. uh, Because they they can't keep that conflict going forever. Um, Because I think... Although Leah's loyal to her people, she is quite rational. Yeah, she's and pragmatic. Logical. Um, and yeah. yeah. So I think that she will see an opportunity to make things better for her group. Mm-hmm. She'll probably take that opportunity.
0: So if I was writing the final season of The Walking Dead, I would presumably end it with an almighty battle of some yep. kind, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's where I mean, maybe that's a bit boring, but I can't think what else he'd do. No, not so, really. So is the Commonwealth actually being set up to be the enemy? That would be interesting,
1: because at the moment, the Commonwealth is totally separate from the rest of what's going on. At the moment, it is. And I think it is a quite a distance away from where everybody yeah. else is as well. And and they've they've seeded it with characters, most of whom I don't care about at all. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because you, yeah. you mentioned before that Eugene... It's hard to he's feel hard any to sympathy like. for. Yeah, Ezekiel, we we like, but only really when he's with his mate. What's his name? Yeah, yeah, I like Princess, Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good, but he's like he's only really got anything to do when he's with his mate. Yeah, Princess is just like it, a you find it really irritating. Yeah, yeah. And Yumiko, we haven't, we don't know much about Yumiko. Like we've learned a bit more during this season. But yeah, so we don't care about any of the people who in the who is now. Now they're now imprisoned in the Commonwealth. I don't know.
1: Uh, the, I think they're back in prison, yeah, because because Eugene hit that kid. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, who cares? So my, I think what they're gonna what they're gonna do is, um, I think Eugene will get a radio message to Alexandria saying Commonwealth is really bad. Come and help us. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I think uh-huh. that's going to be the focus of the middle eight episodes.
0: And then how is Leah going to be turned around to join in because that would be cool. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I think but I think I think she needs to be because they need that firepower. So they can need you imagine uh,
0: Can you imagine a final scene? The final episode of season 11 is Maggie and Negan like walking side by side over the ruins of their enemies
1: of, of the commonwealth, yeah.
0: And Daryl and Leah walking yeah. side by side as well having you know and this is this is the great and they're yep. all still alive of I can
1: see that happening yeah and then they just end it there and we assume that they make com- they make the commonwealth better than it is now right 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 it joins yeah.
0: the commonwealth joins the um, um whatever our union of
1: of free states is there is also the the stuff that's going on in the other spin-off show well beyond mm-hmm. which talks about the um uh the other Places where folks live, who, the folks who got Rick out of um, yeah, Alexandria.
0: Yeah, so I thought the Commonwealth were going to be them. Yeah, it's not them. It's somebody yeah. else. They got yeah. helicopters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In Fear the Walking Dead, there were helicopters.
1: Yes, there were. But yeah. it
0: turned out they weren't quite as powerful as they looked. No. <laughs> the people with
1: helicopters. Oh, by the way, I'm, enjo- I'm still enjoying Fear the Walking Dead.
0: Excellent. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm still on whatever episode, whatever series I got to.
1: So I've only watched I think four series. So, much. so I'm on series six, which is on Prime at right. the moment. Right, 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 right. Uh, It's very, it's still good. Oh, brilliant! Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Really, so really good. a bit more. <coughs> yeah, definitely. And season seven is currently showing. Mm-hmm. I'm so getting I, good I, reviews. Good, but I, so I think back.
0: <coughs> I think back to when I was watching season three, season two, season four of Walking Dead. And the 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 sense of anticipation I had when a new episode was out. Yeah, and I watched it and I sat there with this grin on my face, um, and I was so sad when it was over.
1: Yeah, I really. Uh, I think it was season four of Fear, uh, where I felt the same. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. when when it ended, I was just bereft. Right, I really right. missed those characters. So I'm
0: sad to say. Because I want to be loyal, that season eleven of The Walking Dead is not like that for me. No, I, I, I no. watch it because I'm—I can't not watch it. I'm committed to it entirely. Um, but it's not the kind of joy. Although I did think um, the really scary one um, on the on inside—I inside, think on I did the inside—and
1: the and the opening two episodes in the subway are really good. Right, uh, but all the Commonwealth stuff I can—I could quite easily have much less of that. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. really irritating. But I do yeah. think there's just, a... I mean, if
0: they're not going to kill off major characters, where's the jeopardy? I know. Yeah. And like, even so, I was thinking about this and thinking they they didn't even kill off Rick.
1: No, he just got. I mean, they just wrote him out of the show. They yeah. should have. They should. He
0: should have had the most dramatic death scene ever, which they did for some characters back yeah. when they were still killing characters. Absolutely. They they have like one or two episodes where everything leads to the death of this major person. Imagine what they could have done with Rick's death if they had been brave enough.
1: Actually I talked about that on, on instant a messaging the other day with you in an episode of Fear, a major cut, a major cast member gets right. written out. And right. um I was when it happened I was like, Oh no, we can't do that. <laughs> I no. Oh no. So I
0: it was quite know. it was quite
1: a big deal, but Yeah. Thinking about it, they did the right thing because their character had really run its course. I mean, and that, it, it, this, where's the jeopardy? Like, if I watched Daryl with the
0: Reapers, well, he's not going to get killed. Yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, yeah. It, 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 I'm afraid it's not as good as it used to be. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But I totally know, respect it for going on so long it's season like it,
1: 11 so we've just got to keep yeah. going
0: uh, I mean I I still love it don't get me wrong but I do think the um the whole point of it right from the beginning was like after the the events that normally happen in a zombie film what happened next and they have absolutely addressed that although I do think they I think it's jumping the shark a little bit to find such a civilised community like the Commonwealth
1: Yes, that um, is strange, isn't
0: it? The, like the, clearly, what's happening, and even the opening credits reflect it, is that nature is taking back the world. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it would have been interesting to see them living a more um, subsistence farming type um, existence, and not find some great civilization that's or that's still got radio or you know or whatever rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Um, and surely there's ways you could take that. And I would say the Whisperers are a bit, a bit more like that. You know, they're very much living off the off the land and not. Yeah, the Whisperers
1: have really integrated themselves into this new world, haven't they? Mm, mm. And the Trash People,
0: they were a kind of a thing like that as well.
1: Yeah, that character's still around, in yeah, because they don't uh, well kill beyond because they never kill anyone. Yeah, exactly. They kill anyone? Yeah. Um, okay, so I've, I've got
0: yeah. eight days of Amazon Prime left, so I haven't got time to watch The World Beyond.
1: So I'll have to. <laughs> You'll have to, um, you got to watch, catch up on fear.
0: Yeah, I haven't got time. So, I mean, I'm hoping for some DVDs of fear. Right. Maybe right. I'll get a DVD of World Beyond as well. It gets, it's got poor ratings, but um, I might be able
1: to watch it with my daughter. So I, I, my
0: my daughter, so are we done with season 11?
1: Yeah, we're done with season 11. Let's move on, move on to any other business.
0: So my daughter and I watched uh, Train to Busan. Right. And she
1: loved it. And
0: I'm like, finally, one of my kids will watch things I like with me. And I'm like, oh, what zombie movies can I show her that are not going to... Because, like, she still definitely could have nightmares and things. She's 14. Not many. Not many zombies, I don't think. And so I don't... I I was happy... We're trying to boost them. It's a 15, and I don't normally want my kids to watch things that are rated older than they are. But in this case, I thought it was going to be okay. And it turned out it was
1: okay, I think, for her. Um, But yeah, I don't want to show her an 18, so there aren't many zombie films that are 15s. No, there's not many, no. Um, I remember we watched, um, when I was at your house, we watched the trailer for Evil Dead 2, and we both Uh decided, even though it's a 15, that actually looks pretty intense.
0: Yeah, I think that would scare her. We watched Train to Busan 2, have you seen that? Yes, Uh,
1: Uh, Peninsula. What's it called?
0: Uh, No, is that what it's called?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Train Um, to Busan, Busan, colon peninsula
0: yeah trying to Busan presents oh presents
1: peninsula i think Oh, okay I think. right i think um yeah that was not as good it's not as good no it, it, it to me it felt a bit rambling yeah um, yeah I, I mean i must admit i fell asleep during part of it it's not as pure it's not as pure entertainment as the first movie it's a bit longer right it's more of of a conventional like walking dead style yeah you know bad guys getting up to being bad guys during a a zombie apocalypse kind of thing
0: yeah so the uh, train to be was so strong with those those main characters yeah and they had a, they had a story arc and stuff like that and i remember i remember them uh, you know genuinely cried buckets at the crying bit and yeah none of that happened to me but as i say i was very tired and i fell asleep a couple of times near near the beginning so i might not have given it a fair run but my daughter also said it wasn't as good
1: it's not as good. So I yeah I watched um, I watched them back to back with my son, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um my oldest son. He really enjoyed Train to Busan, Oh, it's so good. And we both thought that Peninsula was not as good. It has its moments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It definitely has its moments, but it's not as pure entertainment as the first movie mm. is. By any means. Also, I thought it was kind of similar to Army of the Dead. Mm. Probably by coincidence. I think. Mm-hmm.
0: So you know, I'm always glad to see more zombie movies out there. But Train to Busan was such an exciting moment where I was like, yeah. "Oh, there's a fresh new way of doing this that is definitely, yeah, that really delivers."
1: Deliver. So yeah, Train to Busan. Um, or should we it? move on to plugging? Anything to plug? Uh, yeah. Well, let me. Why don't I talk a bit about my new job? You go, you go, you do that, yeah.
0: <laughs> so I've started working for a company called Element. Yes. Um, and it, in a way, it's sort of my dream job because it's open source. Um, which, which is better. Which uh, which I'm really keen on. Uh, I've been, I've wanted to work in open source for at least 20 years, probably more like 30. Uh, it, listener, if you don't know what open source is, let me briefly explain to you. It's um, when you write the code for... Um, your computer programs uh, normally people keep it secret uh, and then that's the kind of secret source that they sell that you have to pay me to, um for copies of my program that I've built from this source code um uh source code being just like the text that you type to make the get, make the program um so open source means you share that and everyone can uh take it and use it for what they want to do And if people want to make changes, they can just change it themselves and have their own version, or they can send the changes in and everyone shares it, and it's all, like, hippies love communism, blah, blah, blah. Um, But, yeah, so there's ways of making money without, like, locking away your source code, which is what some major companies like Microsoft or Amazon would would do, or Google. Um, uh, By the way, companies like Microsoft, Amazon, and Google build a huge amount of their stuff their secret stuff on top of open source stuff, most of which was written originally by volunteers and is now uh, written partly by volunteers and partly by people who make money. So um, the way Element makes money is they're like the experts on this messaging system called Matrix, which is, it's like Signal or WhatsApp or something like that, or or Slack um, for kind of business messaging. It's very similar to that, except instead of it being like a closed world where WhatsApp... People on WhatsApp can only speak to people on WhatsApp, which is very frustrating. Uh, Matrix is designed to be an open world where anyone can write a a Matrix server and they can all talk to each other. You can connect to any Matrix server and you'll be able to talk to the uh, people on the other servers. And anyone can write apps to talk to a server. So instead of there just being the WhatsApp app that just talks to the WhatsApp server, which is in America, which there are serious problems with in terms of uh, people being able to access your data, um, someone else can make a server that's located near you. You can use an app, one of many different apps, to talk to that server. And you'll still be able to talk to me, even though I'm on a different server using a different app. So it's an open world, open standards. Anyway, it's all and it's all open source. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's like a dream job because it's open source and because uh, my colleagues meet each other in person, some of them. So there's a lot of us all around the world. But um, we also have an office not that far from where I live in London, um, which I can go to several times a week and see actual humans, which really works very well for me. My Mm. poor little brain was suffering from being stuck sitting in this exact chair I'm sitting in now (laughs) all day. So that helps me a lot. So joining Element has been really exciting because it was on paper, it seemed so good that I was, I was deliberately kind of lowering my expectations of like, it can't be as good as it sounds. But in terms of they really believe in the, the mission of like writing a new communication system that is better for the whole world, they like really believe in that and, uh, and so do I. So I yeah. am enjoying doing something that I feel like is like good for the world. So I'm very excited about it. Excellent. That
1: is most excellent
0: that's a bit of plugging and then another bit of specific plugging is as part of that I've agreed with my boss I'm going to stream live stream live coding stream once a week uh, so if you're interested in watching me code on some of this stuff once a week on Mondays at 2pm UK time mm-hmm. you can tune in to Twitch and hopefully I'll soon get it set up on a free platform as well as Twitch um, and you can watch me code <laughs> There you go. <laughs> there are, like no one watches me yet. I've only just started doing this. Tune in but and there, watch Andy Code. But there are people who do this and people watch. Right. So believe it or not, that is a thing.
1: Okay, I believe so, you. I, I believe don't know whether
0: anyone will watch me. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But.
1: That's very exciting. Cool.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Excellent.
1: Excellent. Um, so if
0: you, want to, if you want to try it out, the, you can try the app, which is called Element. So you can get that for your phone on android.ios or if you go to um uh well if you get, just go to matrix.org because the whole thing is called matrix um you can click somewhere there to say try it out and you'll get onto the website or the web app but it's just a website um or that's on element.io and then that it's a messaging thing just like whatsapp um or slack but and you can use it for free, you can register on, on their server, and then you'll be able to talk to me over Matrix. Hey. Hey. So it's called Element. That's Element. The, the app the app Element. is called Element, but the whole system is called Matrix. You don't Matrix. have to use Element. You can use another another app called FluffyChat. Chat, hmm. Which is quite popular. That's an Android app. And there's a whole load of other apps.
1: Right. Okay. It's plugging over. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so once again, I don't have any plugging of my own, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna big up my my wife's um, artistic endeavours. Uh-huh. So uh, my wife's um, products are available on Society Six, uh, under the um, the artist Cockerill Art, where you can buy uh, some lovely things that are based around red pandas, also celestial patterns. Yeah, and she's also thinking of selling through uh, Redbubble as well. Okay, which is another uh, big, big site that um, sells artist uh, wares. Um, so yeah, it's all happening. There's lots of stuff happening with cockerel art at the moment.
0: Uh, when you said last time she was interstellar, I Not- thought you meant the lager.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. Interstellar? But- no, you didn't. Interstellar. Yeah. <laughs> Celestial is what like, you then Celestial. celestial. Yeah, celestial magic. patterns. Yeah, so like moon and, and sun and stars and that like kind of thing. Like hippie stuff. Basically hippie stuff, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she's also done, there's been a thing called Bloom Toba during October,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, where artists are set a challenge to draw um, a poisonous or toxic plant every day. Mm-hmm. So she's been weird. working hard on that. Yeah, weird but cool. <laughs> Yeah, because there's a lot of them. Right. There's a lot of poisonous, toxic plants around. Uh, I so some of them
0: are quite beautiful as well.
1: Yeah, they are, yeah. Um, some of them are related to very common plants and some of them are quite rare. Um, and some of them, like, only the roots are poisonous and that kind of thing. But uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, So she been, she did one of those. Uh, all good stuff. It's all great stuff. Cool, and October's over, so is she taking a, a deep sigh of relief now? A deep sigh of relief and on to the next thing. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. She's always drawing, always right. drawing, right. either either um, watercolors or gouache, gouache, I think it's called, um, or on an, an iPad. I'm not really sure. Right, okay, okay, yeah. It's so, all uh, mystery to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Or she, or on her iPad, which is um, like magic stuff she uh-huh. does on the iPad. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there you go, Big, bigging up the misses on uh, thirty-six. Yes, and red bubble. So it's Cockerill Art. Yes. Yes. There we are, listening. us see. Something else. We've um we've torn down the Walking Dead. <laughs> we thought the Matrix might be okay. We still love the Walking Dead though. We still love it, but we did yeah. we did say it Leave needs it alone to a bit. Yeah. In terms of like a school report, I'd give it a um must improve. Right, Some improvement yeah, yeah. needed, I think. Right. Shows yeah. potential shows potential it's a bit lazy lazy plotting
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean to rescue it the Commonwealth something is going to so oh can we just talk about the the naming of the Commonwealth yes I presume the Commonwealth is called the Commonwealth because it's referring to the British Empire because they think that basically that the British people are just like those those horrible aristocrats
1: in the Commonwealth well I mean I think that's a pretty legitimate um, comparison because uh-huh. if, if we think about the way that kids are still taught in schools, uh-huh. in, in in British schools, kids are still taught in British schools as if the empire still exists. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and I mean, I certainly yeah. think that kind of behaviour, you know, if you
0: punched the wrong person, uh, that would not have gone down well.
1: Yeah, and it's all, yeah, the Commonwealth is all based on who you're related to, not what on about whether now? you're actually good at anything.
0: Could you punch the wrong person now, do you
1: think, and get thrown into a cell? Yes, 100%. Yeah, okay. because Well, then it's completely fair. Because, you know, our, our government have fooled us into thinking that there's some kind of meritocracy in this country when there isn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because most of the country is still owned by the same families that came over on, with the Norman invasion, or, or by the Queen, mm-hmm. and we're still being run by um, people from Eton. So Yeah, but they do such a good job. Do they, though? Well,
0: I mean, everything's gone so well, <laughs> has it though? <laughs> <laughs> so that scene is egregious because they save this spoilt brat aristocrat boy.
1: Yes, from imminent death, yep. and
0: no one else is around. No to one save else him.
1: is around to save him, and he gets really uppity about it. He he tells them off. Yeah, he tells them What's off, and doing? then gets them arrested. Yeah, yeah. So you know that is basically how life is. That's what it's like in the UK. Yeah, try and do the right thing, and you get thrown in jail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's enough. But we've taken back control. <laughs> uh, that's enough. <laughs> okay, I apologise. That was that was a fun pod, though. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, um, thank you very much for putting up with us, listener. Yeah. And... Uh, we, we, uh, if you've got suggestions for things we should talk about, let us know. Yeah, we'd Otherwise love to hear. We'll we'd love to hear from with, you. Yeah, we, <laughs> we've given up, but we would. Yeah, we'd still love to. Yeah, we would. Yeah. Goodbye. Thanks for putting up with us. See you next time. Yeah. Bye bye.